Well, good morning, children. Welcome to Spring Branch Academy, where we are seeking to instill wisdom and inspire worship in every student to the glory of God. Our lesson in theology continues the theology of Revelation. His works, his words, and his word, prophecy and inspiration, when God puts his words in the mouth of a man, when God puts his words in the pen of a man, infallible, inerrant, and impeccable are the traits of something written by God. It is without fail, without error, and without sin. And of course, the ultimate proof is a self-attesting nature of Scripture. It bears witness to itself. This leads to the topic of canonization. How did the books become recognized as being from God? Jesus said, if any man, any man, is willing to do the will of God, he would know of the teaching, whether it is of God or whether he spoke from himself. And so to know the Bible is of God is predicated not on our head, but really on our heart. So when God changes the hearts of God's people, they recognize Scripture. Scripture bears witness to itself. And so like an all-star athlete who rises to the top of his team and is then put on the list because of his sheer athleticism, so the books of the Bible proved themselves to be of God. And so there was never a meeting, a big meeting, that said, we got to find out among all these books which Gospels would be there or if Paul's letters would be there. And so though there were lists that had to be made, like a team has to make a roster, the all-star athlete commended himself, and the books show themselves to be of God. So though there's debates about this or that, one book here, one book there, it's more a matter of should they remain on the list rather than wonder which ones we could grab from the big pile and put there. So the canon is the official list of inspired books. If you go to the front of your Bible, you see a table of contents. That is the canon of Scripture, the official list of inspired books. Say canon, the canon of Scripture, with two ends, not three. The, the three ends is the big one that shoots cannonballs. This is just C-A-N-O-N, the canon of Scripture. So let's sing the books of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st Timothy, 2nd Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrew, James, 1st Peter, 2nd Peter, 3 John, Jude, and Revelation. Those are the 27 books of the New Testament, or the canon of the New Testament. Now, in language, we're learning about the eight parts of speech. Nouns and pronouns, verbs and adverbs, adjectives and interjections, prepositions and conjunctions, nouns and pronouns, verbs and adverbs, adjectives and interjections, prepositions and conjunctions. A noun is a person, place, or thing. And a proper noun is a very specific person, place, or thing, and we put a capital letter on it. A pronoun 
stands in the place of a noun. Say that. A pronoun stands in the place of a noun. The personal pronouns would be like I or we, me and us. The second person would be you or y'all. And the third person speaking about somebody over there would be he, she, it, him, her, it. Or a group over there would be they and them. First person is the one speaking. Second person is the one being spoken to. Third person is the one being spoken about. Now our scriptures today deal with being right with God. We saw last week that Abraham believed in the Lord and it was reckoned to him for righteousness. So we have verses on this from the prophets. Habakkuk says, Behold, as for the proud one, his soul is not right within him, but the righteous will live by his faith. Behold, as for the proud one, his soul is not right within him, but the righteous will live by his faith. Habakkuk 2.4 If we were to be justified by what we did, we'd have to be perfect. And that's why the law says, that's why Paul says the law is not of faith. Faith says somebody else has to do it for me. The law says, no, you have to do it yourself. If you're going to go to heaven, you have to be obedient. Thankfully, Jesus died for us, and through believing in him, his righteousness is reckoned to us. And so here we have the law, Paul says in Galatians 3.12, however, the law is not of faith. On the contrary, he who does them shall live by them. However, the law is not of faith. On the contrary, he who does them shall live by them. Galatians 3.12 Notice, Habakkuk will live by his faith. Galatians, quoting Leviticus, shall live by what he does. And there's only two options. You're either going to live by what you do or live by what Jesus does. I hope you know the answer to which one you should choose. Ephesians makes it even more clear in a famous verse, By grace are you saved through faith, and this not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works that no man should boast. Again, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, By grace are you saved through faith, and this not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works that no man should boast. By grace is explained as not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Through faith is explained as not by works that no man should boast because somebody else did it. The credit and the boasting goes to Jesus. Well, what are those Ten Commandments that we should have kept and didn't? And now that we have the Spirit, if we're a believer, we are enabled to keep more and more. Let's sing them a summary from the 1700s to the tune of Hark the Herald Angels Sing. God is one, the table's two, ten commandments we must do. Have no other gods but me, to no image bend your knee. 
Do not take God's name in vain. Sabbath days do not profane. Honor father, mother too, that it may go well with you. Often, Lord, these laws we break. Save us now for Jesus' sake. God is one, the table's two, ten commandments we must do. Do not take your neighbor's life, do not take your neighbor's wife. Do not steal your neighbor's gain, do not ruin your neighbor's name. Do not covet anything, house or wife or slave or things. Often, Lord, these laws we break. Save us now for Jesus' sake. Give ear and hear the words of the wise and set your heart to what I know. For words are pleasant when they arise, assembled and ready from down below. That in the Lord may be your trust, I teach you now today, I must. Have I not written to you? Thirty words in counsel and information that you may learn, that you may answer the truth in recitation. Number six, if you dine with a king, please remember one thing, that you are a bloke and he is a king. So if you love veal and goat, put a knife to your throat. The food is a lie, a deception. Take note. So stop yourself from eating if the king offers you food because when the king or the government offers you things, often it comes with strings. They have other motives than just being kind to you. And so the proverb warns you, don't forget, you're a bloke and he's a king. You better take note, the food isn't trustworthy. Well, with regard to math, we've seen the cardinal numbers, the ordinal numbers, and the numerals, how we write them. We've seen even numbers and odd numbers. Now let's summarize the set of numbers. The natural numbers are one, two, three, four, what we called the cardinal numbers. Mathematicians today call them the natural numbers. Say natural numbers. The whole numbers add zero. It becomes zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, and so on. Zero is neither positive nor negative. The integers we learned last week are the negative numbers with zero and then the positive numbers. So negative three, negative two, negative one, like a countdown. Zero, one, two, three, and such. Rational numbers are when we have a fraction with an integer over an integer. Not just any fraction. The number pi, for those of you who know about circles, is the ratio of the circumference to the diameter of a circle. That's a ratio. It makes a fraction, so you might think it's a ratial number, a rational number. But it's not, because it's not an integer over an integer, and it never is. And so it is an irrational number. The real numbers are when you pile together the rational and the irrational numbers. And then for those of you who like T 
teasing your mind a little bit. The square root of negative 1 is the so-called imaginary number. And multiples of that form the imaginary numbers. And when you pile the real numbers and the imaginary numbers together, you get the complex numbers. But you're probably not going to see them until college. (laughs) So let's just learn natural numbers, whole numbers, integers, and now rational numbers when we can make a fraction of an integer over an integer. In the sciences, we've learned there are three major sciences, biology, chemistry, and physics. And we learned about their instruments that help them, the microscope in biology, the air pump in chemistry, and the telescope in physics. For the next several weeks, we're going to do biology. The cell is the smallest unit that is alive. Bacteria are one-celled little animals, as it were. And so the cell is the building block of physical life, of the body. And so here's what you learn. Cells build tissues. Tissues build organs. Organs build organisms. Organisms build ecosystems. Ecosystems build biomes. Biomes build the biosphere of all earthly life. I think we better say that again. Cells build tissues, tissues build organs, organs build organisms, organisms build ecosystems, ecosystems build biomes, biomes build the biosphere of all earthly life. One, two, three, four, seven, ten, and twelve. Forty, seventy, tell the story well. We've done one, we've done two, we've done three, even four. And last time, we did seven. Sing it with me. Seven seals, seven trumpets, seven bowls lead to judgment. Are you ready for that final day? Sealed in Christ, we are forgiven, saved from wrath and bound for heaven. Jesus is the sinner's only way. Well, you think we're going to do 10 next, but we can't do 10 until we lay out the land a little bit. So we're going to learn about the Mediterranean and the Mesopotamia today. Say Mediterranean. Say Mesopotamia. Say Mediterranean and Mesopotamia. The sea in the middle of the land. The land in the middle of the rivers. And Israel in the middle of the middles. The sea in the middle of the land is... Mediterranean. The land in the middle of the rivers is Mesopotamia. And Israel in the middle of the middles is said to be the navel of the earth and the center of God's land. Lastly in history, Adam and Eve and the two Cain and Abel, Noah the flood and the tower of Babel, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob our fathers, Sarah, Rebecca, and rivaling mothers, Reuben and Simeon, Levi and Judah, Joseph and Benjamin, 12 sons in all, an unlikely way to answer the fall. Well, who are Jacob and Esau? The bad twin brothers born to Isaac and Rebekah. Notice they're both bad in different ways, and they both need grace. One changes and one doesn't. One moves from being a seed of the serpent to the seed of the woman, to become a living one. That's Jacob. 
But in the beginning, he's not a good man. Oh, Jacob loved to wheel and deal, a meal for a birthright, a blessing to steal. No wonder they called him catching the heel. But who would make him feel and kneel? God's grace at Bethel, but Leah for Rachel. He finally felt at the dawning of Penuel. He finally knelt at the altar of Bethel. No longer Jacob, but God's chosen one, Israel. Well, children, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And until we are able to be together again, God's grace be multiplied in your life. Thank you.